there such a thing as a beer too cheap? In Canada, the answer is yes. What the fuck, Paps? Their coffee beer goes national. And we're checking back in on Beer to Go in Texas. All this on It's All Beer. Welcome to It's All Beer. This is what the news, regular news would be if the world was awesome. I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman. How you doing today, Tyler? I've been watching college football and drinking all day, so pretty good. So living your living your best life. Is what I ate probably a this pound is... of wings for dinner with pizza for lunch. So <laughs> this is this is what you would do if given complete freedom, nothing else. Yes. Just, just, just yes. Gorge yourself on pizza, wings, and beer. Yeah. Speaking and of, watch college football. And watch college football. Anyway, what are we drinking today? Oh, drink it. Drinking a little bit of the Say When IPA from Mother Earth out here of Nampa and Vista, California. That's a nice one. It's I mean, the tropical fruit flavors are pretty intense. I get like the pineapple, the mango, the papaya. Moderate, still got a, a decent uh, moderate bitterness. Really well-balanced IPA. They they do good work at Mother Earth. They can keep doing what they're doing. Yeah, it's one of my favorite in this Resonator series that they released. So when I saw it was in stores, I was like, oh. I've got to pick up a six pack of this, and I was like, you know what? What better time to drink this six pack than when we're filming? It's all beer because I'm hazied out. <laughs> You're only about half in the bag, I believe, with the <laughs> with, with, with the college football and the drinking. And I think you were saying you're saying that. Uh, uh, as you got here, like you're, you're lucky I even showed up. I almost fucking forgot. It was about two thirty, and I was like, oh fuck, I I gotta slow down my drinking because. Uh, <laughs> I've got the podcast tonight, and I, I got to drive. I mean, it's well as long as you get a ride here. I don't. At, at some point in time, we've got to do this podcast absolutely blitz to the pits, <laughs> just uh, just to see what comes out of us. And we'll we'll probably have to listen to it the next day and go, okay, nope. well we can't say that. Well, we can't. Say, oh, we definitely can't say it. All of this is going to be used against us in a court of law. Let's delete this and uh, and 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 move on. Be smart, unlike Justin Trudeau. <laughs> All right, what the fuck, Paps? Seriously, news now. So, we first brought this up back in uh, episode number three. Uh, Pabst was rolling out their Pabst coffee. Uh, it hit a very limited market in July, and apparently it's kind of a hit. Uh, this is from the Beer Street Journal, um, and they write, quote, Pabst pretty much confused the hell out of everybody when they launched PBR Hard Coffee, which I think was our reaction. Like, what? What? You're doing exactly what now? Hey. Hipsters like to pregame. They <laughs> fair. They they may be geniuses. Um, this they brought it out into a small number of markets, and it did well enough that in 2020 they are going to go nationwide nationwide with this thing. Um, I couldn't help myself. I went on Untapped to see some of the reviews at this point in time, and you know what? They are, they are pretty good. <laughs> I was gonna say I remember when we first checked when it got released, and it. I think the reviews we saw were decent, and it was like tastes kind of like an alcoholic coffee. Yoohoo! Yeah, they um, they uh, uh, there was only about three reviews at the time. There's a bunch more now. Um, among them, uh, CT writes, "quote Surprisingly good. It's uh, it's like a Starbucks energy drink, but with booze in it." Um, David H says, "Somewhere between Starbucks and Kahlua, breakfast of champions." So there's your day drinker there, David H. Um, Brian T. says, uh, "Yoohoo in a can with maybe some Maltas. I think he meant that as a compliment. Because <laughs> he, he gave it five stars, but that sounds absolutely awful. Yeah. Um, to you, maybe. 
Uh, Megan P writes, uh, buying alcohol off strangers is amazing. <laughs> and gave it five stars. I think that's the paths kicking in. <laughs> there's, I feel like there's a story there. Um, but, uh, uh, but yeah, there, there's a, a bunch of people described it as, uh, as a, a lot like you who, in fact, the, uh, uh, the, the writer of, uh, the writer of the article, uh, described it as you who, and apparently got some shit for that because an edit on the article says, <laughs> quote, and this is the editor's personal note. Someone must have given him shit about calling it boozy you who, cause he said, Boozy Yoohoo is the most accurate description I can think of. Some keyboard jockey D-bag called it lazy journalism. That's fine, keyboard jockey D-bag, but guess what? The description's pretty damn accurate. This is PBR hard, hard coffee, not Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little deviation. I don't. That, there's really no reason for that, but I read that. It made me... I now have to try this to see whether the author was right or the keyboard jockey was. <laughs> but... Um, anywho, that's what's, so that, that's hitting. And also coming soon, PBR whiskey, which I, near as I can tell is a barrel age version of PBR or PBR with whiskey added. Um, and, uh, then of course, Pabst hard seltzer, because of course they, of course that's happening because everything in the world is horrible. Now that's Pabst is going to make a hard seltzer to compete with Bud Light hard seltzer. On a side note. Two side notes, actually. For one, I just see us re-divulging back into the days of Four Loco when it had just as much caffeine as, like, four Red Bulls. And pretty soon, white girls are going to be throwing up in the hospital for shotgunning a whole PBR hard coffee at 8 in the morning. Uh, Second note, (laughs) I tried the Natty Light Aloha Beaches hard seltzer the other day. On purpose? An account had... The local Budweiser distributor dropped off a sample of it, and so he popped the account popped it open and was like, "Well, who wants to try it?" And I was like, "Well," and you volunteered. I was like, "I'm morbid curiosity here. Let's see how this tastes." Fair enough. I, I mean, your, your curiosity exceeds mine, but and I didn't have to buy it. So fair. I'm not buying a 12 pack of them. No, you're gonna pay for it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Just not in monetary means right then. Wasn't as bad as I was expecting. <laughs> I think there's a few reviews on PBR Coffee that are the same thing. It smelled worse than it tasted. <laughs> but it tasted kind of like a mix of like juicy fruit gum and like the Febreze like tropical car air freshener. Okay, that sounds absolutely god awful. But better than what I was expecting coming out of it. So. Fair. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm not sure how to process it. It's that air freshener thing that's that's causing me a certain amount of dismay. The only way I could describe the flavor. You know what? That's lazy journalism, Tyler. Get your shit together. Get back on the keyboard, bitch. <laughs> Tyler, what's next? Uh, so we're going to dive into the land north of the wall, Canada. Uh, Those shifty Canucks. <laughs> I know, bastards. Uh, so vinepair.com posted an article that said the Canadian beer... Banned for being too cheap. Um, so there's a beer brewed by Drummond Brewery, Brewery in Red Deer, Alberta, and it's simply called Beer Beer. Beer Beer. Beer Beer. That's all it's called. Just a plain white label, 
red letters, beer, and then right below, beer. So he's got a picture uh, <laughs> that uh, up, and I'll put this up on uh, Twitter. I promise this time I'll, I'll, I'll get that done. But it is a white can. It is the word beer written tr- twice in red letters. That is, that is, yeah, that is an accurate description. Um, and with this here, um, it became a huge hit. They were se- this little brewery was selling 1.5 million cases of beer, beer per year. Um, Say that again. They did, sold 1.5 million cases of beer, beer per year. <laughs> How many beer, beer, beers per, per year would a beer, beer sell if a beer, beer could sell beer? Out of Red Deer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck me, right? The guy who's been drinking all day has this article. Um, well, the, everything was fine, Dandy, going gangbusters until they decided to start distributing to the neighboring province, Saskatchewan. Everything, that's where all hell breaks loose in Saskatchewan. Uh, Saskatchewan's local government deemed the generic brand illegally cheap. <laughs> beer, beer was priced at ten eighty for a 12 beer case, which was $2 less than competing beer. They were told it wasn't expensive enough. Uh, so they decided to throw money at the problem. <laughs> Literally. Uh, they bumped up the price by $2 and put $2 bills in each of the cases of the thing to try to skirt the rule. That's, you know what? There's a level of brilliance to that that is almost astounding. <laughs> oh, I, I'm giving them all the credit. I'm like, this is awesome. Uh, the Saskatchewan Liquor Board... Did not find it awesome. Um, because the Saskatchewan Liquor Board can lick my nuts. <laughs> yeah. They said, all we ask is that everyone play by the rules to give our brewers a fair chance to compete. They pulled it off the shelves for a 45-day ban in Saskatchewan. After the ban, they brought it in at the higher price point, uh, but didn't exactly bring play by the rules. It's still cheaper by 60 cents than the competitors' generic brands. Uh, and so there's a whole stink being raised up. And they're like, you know, people like Labatt and everyone, it doesn't matter to them. But let us keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. And I just found it funny how just north of us, something like this would be newsworthy stories. We're down here. If AB InBev were to sell a case for $5... It wouldn't create stories because the American government would be like, oh, yeah, you're good there. Have fun. I, I, I say, I guess I didn't was unaware there was a law, like, like, a, like a price-fixing law in Canada having to do with beer. No, I know in the states, like the state of Idaho, there is price posting mm-hmm. where for like the brewery I work for, we pr- post the price online. You can see what our wholesale prices are and like the store you work at can buy the same case of beer that we'd sell to Costco. And Costco could order 100 cases. You order one, you're paying the same price. No right. volume breaks. Right. You can't You can't uh, give anybody discounts or anything. The price is the price. It's always, that's yeah. always so been it's a either weird cheap thing. for everyone or cheap for no one. But, huh. I just, that is, uh, the, 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 the key part about that is, is you almost should have let them go with the, the putting the money in the case oh. because... That was the most creative solution. I was like, "Yes, thank you." <laughs> that is that, that's someone thinking thinking well. <laughs> yeah, it's like the old uh, survey tactic of 
you throw in like a dollar or two in the envelope when you send it out to try to get someone to pay for their return postage so they can send the survey back. There you go. All right. <laughs> so um, I guess the moral there is Canada, what the hell is going on? And I may have a line on getting us some beer beer because I have a friend that lives up near Red Deer in Alberta. So if he can hook me up with some, we'll try it here on the show and touch back base to this episode. So Tyler's friend, if you're listening to this, and you absolutely should be because otherwise you are not a, you're not a friend. Um, yeah, uh, you live in Red Deer. Send us some beer beer and uh, Tyler will have no fear. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that! We've got to do a rhyming title somehow. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> All right. I feel like Dr. Seuss is composing this episode. This is what happens when Dr. Seuss got absolutely hammered <laughs> and went to Canada. All right. IPA news now. So this week, uh, Vine Pair released their list of the 25 most important IPAs right now. Um, first thing I think was pretty obvious, uh, and I think it's probably go without saying of the 25, 10 are described as either Northeast or hazy. So <laughs> the, uh, the, 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 the haze is going to stick around for a little bit longer. I'm afraid. I know. I know. It, it, those of you who, th- there are people out there that, that hate the style with a burning passion. Make peace with it. It's it's sticking around. Oh, um, I have. I just hate when people are like, what hazies you got? And I'm like, fucking kill yourself. <laughs> I feel like you hear that question a lot. I, just the, the amount of anger in your voice right there yeah. says that you've got at least one person a day asking that. Uh, not as much, but like in my passing through bars all day, stopping around to places, I'll hear people, so what hazies do you have on tap? And I'm like, if someone were to pour you a fucking hef, would you even know? But do you have a hazy? Bring, no. <laughs> brew a fucking hazy then, man, if they're all the thing. All right. <laughs> so, it's out of spite now. <laughs> <laughs> some of the highlights from the list. <laughs> um, at 21, Creature Comforts Tropicala. Whoop, whoop. One of my favorites. We've talked about this one before, yeah. Apparently, combination of citrus, centennial, and galaxy. You've had it. I know. I just didn't know what hops were in. Okay. Um, But, yeah, but I remember having a very nice subdued subdued bitterness, tropical fruit. The other thing I noticed all throughout this list is that the hops created in the last five years feature very prominently. Uh, They're just... Except Citra. Yeah, Citra. Well, Citra's 2007, wasn't it? I want to say. Yeah, it was... Around when I got into the industry, so. But yeah, I mean, Citra's on the Mosaic was 2012. I actually had to look that one up. Um, but you, the these tropical fruit hops are feeling are, are are featured huge all over this list. At 20, number 20 surprised me though. Um, it's Space Dust by Elysian. Now, huh. maybe it's me. I've never liked that beer. No, I've 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 seen it rated high on like lists and competitions all the time. But even before they sold to the Evil Empire, I was like, it, it's kind of an okay, it's just an okay beer. But apparently, it's one of the few beers uh, last year that increased dollar sales by double digits. Uh, 62% last year. Nice job, Elysian. So, I guess that's, fuck you, I'm wrong. 
<laughs> space. There's something about space dust that people dig. Who knew space dust and hard coffee? Um, number nineteen was uh, Pipeworks uh, uh, Glossius. It's a Belgium IPA, which no matter how many, t- I don't know why that style doesn't go away. I, I find very few even palatable ones, but I think I've just, had like one good one. That's the thing. I've had like a couple good ones and a bunch of just. A bunch of mediocre ones, a lot of bad ones, but... But people either love or stay completely away from Belgians, so... And that but that, that Belgian yeast flavor and the hops are just so hard to get right and get to, to play well with each other. I've never never been a fan, but that's... They keep popping up, and I always expect Belgian IPAs to be one of those that just kind of go goes away. But it hasn't yet, and it's number 19. Beer break. <laughs> Please hold. At number eighteen, uh, Athletic Brewery makes a, uh, uh, a North a, a, a non-alcoholic IPA, which what's it, the point? It made the list. Well, it was it, they made the list for being as flavorful, bodied, and flavorful as a regular IPA, just without the alcohol, which is kind of a stunning achievement in of itself. It is impressive. A bit like, it's a bit like making the uh, replica of the Eiffel Tower in completely in human feces. I mean, it's impressive. Why would you do that? It's <laughs> disgusting. But I mean, it's interesting. In the words of Jeff Goldblum: They never stopped to ask if they should do it. They asked if they could do it. <laughs> <laughs> they could. And apparently, they did. Uh, skipping all the way up to number fifteen, Boneyards RPM, because Boneyards near us, and I love that one. Yeah, I uh, wish they distributed out a here. A nice piney kick to the back of the throat. Uh, we uh, This one just came into the mock market. Toppling Goliath Sue made number 13. Was it Sudo Sue or King Sue? Um, it just said Sue, I think, in the in the article. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, because Sue's the IPA, Sudo Sue's the pale ale, King Sue's the double IPA. Um, so I was kind of, so that one's in there. Um, Bell's Two-Hearted. And this is the only, like, legacy ipa that i that i i mean if you were to make this list like 10 years ago and i actually tried to find like a list like this 10 years ago to see what had changed but i couldn't find one um i may keep on looking and and we may go down this to see what the you know what the the real trend is but i my sense is that if you pulled up that that uh uh, list from 10 years ago of the 25 most important influential ipas Bell's Too Hard would be the only one that still that made both lists ten years ago and today. Yeah, unless Space Dust was Elysian around then. Elysian was around then, yes. So but maybe they w- Space Dust could have made that list as well. I but. guess I don't consider well, and I've already I've already disparaged Space Dust already. But I mean, when I think like these, like the gold standard of IPA, I think Bell's Too Hearted. I think Pliny the Elder. Um. Things like that. I mean, even to a, to a lesser extent, uh, Sierra Nevada's Torpedo, uh, Ruination by uh, by Stone. Stone. But playing devil's advocate here, Space Dust has always been a super popular IPA. So how much did AB InBev give you, Tyler? How much did they give you right there? <laughs> Fuck, I wish. <laughs> um, I again, I may have to go. Go revisit Space Dust, but um, oh, like, I'm not a fan of it. But <laughs> I would like to revisit Bell's Too Hearted. Also, not here. God damn it, Bell's. Um, but yeah, this is one of the few that uh, that uh, is holding on. Um, at number nine, Cigar City's Jala, um, described as the grandfather of hazy, which I'm not sure. What is the it hell. hazy? 
you know what? I think it. I, I think it has a lot of the. I think they were like a pioneer in like a uh, big hop flavor, low bitterness. It's not like truly hazy, but it's got a little bit of haze to it. Well, it's now in the market, so we can revisit that if we'd like. Um, and then of course, oh, here this was interesting. At number eight was Focal Banger by Alchemist. Nice. I was a little surprised that, of course, Hetty Topper wasn't uh, wasn't on the list. Personally, I think Focal Banger is better. Fair but... enough. They may have just gone with the better the better of them. Um, and I'm also surprised it wasn't rated higher, just given how much Alchemist and Hetty Topper, in particular, the, the influence that they've had on the industry in the past f- four or five years. Um, and actually, the this Vine Pair article confirmed a suspicion I had. Um, the uh, alchemist can say drink straight from the can. Mm-hmm. I always suspected it was because that they just didn't want people to see that it was hazy. That was ha- that there was that hazy. Mm-hmm. And now they don't need it. <laughs> I say now they don't need it. It's still on the can. But uh, but Vine Pear said basically the same thing that the uh, that the, uh, the the drink straight from the can was to try to like get around this whole uh, this clear whole, beer. Yeah, this clear the clear beer thing that people now affect, 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 uh, they're over it. So they could, you could don't have to drink straight from the can anymore. But I was kind of, it was it was felt good to have that suspicion confirmed. Nice. If Vine Pear has any authority in that whatsoever, and today they do because I'm right. I'll accept it. <laughs> All right. So that was, let's do the top five. Bissell Brothers Substance. Haven't had it. Not one. I'm. A, I've never had it. I'm not familiar with it. But apparently, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is a huge fan of it. Sends people down to uh, to stand in line to to get it because this is a small brewery still operating out of what was essentially a garage, on a mix of uh, Apollo Centennial Chinook Eureka and Falconer's Flight hops. Fuck yeah, love Falconer's Flight. Actually, on this list, I didn't put it on mine, but uh, on this list is a it was also a uh, Falconer's Flight Smash beer. Fuck yeah. So that was kind of, one of my favorite hops. So it's actually a hop blend. I know. Okay, just checking. It, it was named after a brewer whose last name was Falconer. He used uh, blend all the time in almost every one of his beers. When he passed away, the hop company decided to name it after him and call it Falconer's Flight. See, I thought I was like, oh, it's a hop blend. You're like, yeah, I know the entire story, Jeremy. Fuck you. So, (laughs) (laughs) Well, and and that's interesting that, you know, there's this beer and there's like the Falconer's Flight Smash beer that both feature it. So, and it's kind of a, it's kind of an older style hop. I was going to say, we use it in our pale ale. And I have a lot of people be like, I've never heard of this hop before. And I'm like, oh, well. <laughs> I've brewed with it before, and I did a, I did a, what essentially was a single hop beer before I really understood what single hop beers were. And it's still one of the better beers I made. I should make it again. But, uh, so that's number five. Number four, of course, Trillium Congress Street. I think, you know, again, big player in the hazy IPA world and right up there with Alchemist. Um, number three, a Session Hazy. From Forever Ever. What is this world coming to a Session Hazy? Which, uh, that's a surprise, because with Session IPAs... It was always so fi- bitter. Finally going away. Well, maybe this is the new life for Session, because the problem was is that Session IPAs were just bitter hop water. But if you lower the alcohol and just keep the hop flavor the same, you've got, got maybe a nice, bright, hoppy... You have a hazy pale ale. <laughs> All right, fine. It's a hazy pale or a hazy <laughs> session. You can call it whatever you want. It's a low alcohol hazy. Um, the interesting thing about this is this brewery makes four hundred uh, different labels a year. Jesus fucking Christ! And this is actually one of the few they continued to do for five years. So this is like for a brewery that doesn't have a flagship 
this is sort of kind of their flagship. I'm still just trying to wrap my head <laughs> around 400 different beers a year. Uh, number two, Treehouse Julius. Ah, yeah. I mean, of course. Right up there with Trillium, right up there with Alchemist. I think it covers all the like the original Northeast players. Yes. Um, I always like the Alchemist more than, than Treehouse, but all right, fair enough. And number one, Sierra Nevada's Hazy Little Thing. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> so you had roughly the same reaction. Now, keep in mind that this was actually Vine Pear's Beer of the Year in December. So that sort of made sense. But you're... Well, go ahead. Who's paying who? <laughs> it could be that. Their their justification, besides nice check, um, is because, again, it was their Beer of the Year last year, and apparently... It's seen a huge gain over the past year. Sales inc- since they uh, since Vine Pair announced some beer of the year, their sales have increased 120 percent last reported in July. So, and they're giving them kind of a, a kind of credit for not only making a hazy IPA, but making a shelf stable hazy IPA that can be shipped nationwide. Because the thing about the hazy IPA that I mean, I'm sure you know, it was made to be released at the brewery be gone within 30 days and never to really be distributed it was brewery release 16 ounce can and draft beer exactly so i mean there this is vine pair kind of saying i mean you took this style and as near as you could you know put it into a can ship it nationwide and make it so it could sit on a supermarket shelf for a month before uh, someone picked it up it was they they did well and that's you gotta admit no no simple task so yeah no and nothing against Sierra Nevada's hazy little thing. We are, Excellent beer. We already know you're paid by AB InBev, so. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I ain't making near enough. Uh, Didn't say paid well. <laughs> I saw what they're paying someone to go watch hockey and drink Budweiser. So That sounds like a great job. Yeah, they're paying someone, has to be a Canadian citizen, paying someone like 50-some thousand dollars a year to go to just all the hockey games that they can Take their friends and drink Budweiser. All right, AB InBev, I officially revoke <laughs> every bad thing I've said about you. If I can just go walk, watch, I'd have to drink Budweiser. Yeah. Never mind, that tastes like horse piss. I, I reinstate everything bad I've said about AB InBev. And one more thing, you brew beer that tastes like shit. Okay. Uh, but uh, it, it's a solid beer. For, it's too style. It's good. But... Compared to some of the other beers that I've had on here, it's nowhere near that. Well, I even they even they recognize that there are better hazy IPAs out there, but none that have seen this sort of this. It's not a, a the list is kind of a combination. I think not not necessarily the best, but the most influential and and uh, important. And one of the few. Uh, uh, and you got. Again, I, I guess if it's important. I can agree with it, and because they've proven that you can do a shelf stable that stays hazy, stays and hazy, and keeps the flavor. I mean, I, I've had, I've got myself a, a hazy little thing that was like two months old, and is it as good as it was two months ago? No, is it still a a, a decent hazy IPA? Yeah. So, I guess. Because was the article titled important or best? Important. It was the 25 most important IPAs. Okay. I can all allow it. Okay. There you go. Vine Pair, you have been uh, <laughs> uh, uh, 
vindicated by uh, uh, by Tyler. You your list holds merit, uh, Tyler. We're... It is decided. <laughs> well, time to go check on Texas. Never thought I'd fucking say that. I mean, I feel like someone should be checking on Texas a lot. Those people should not be unsupervised. I've seen what they do, and it's not okay. So, before we took the break, we Jeremy had actually talked about the law of Texas passed for beer-to-go sales. Um, it finally, So, it got signed by the governor in June, uh, went into effect starting September 1. So, I'm just, a, I'll, just a, to a clarify anybody who missed that episode... Uh, first of all, you should go back and listen to all of our episodes because we're fucking brilliant and you should just accept that. But, I mean, essentially... At the very least, average. Yeah, mediocre. Um, but th- up until this year, it was illegal to sell any beer to go out of a brewery. You could serve it in pint glasses, but you couldn't do growlers. You, t- you couldn't do six-packs to go. Unless they had a brew pub license and produced less than 10,000 barrels. Correct, yeah. So, uh, and they just changed that law this year. To allow... Uh, Customers to purchase up to one case of 12-ounce cans or 288 ounces per brewery visit daily. Per brewery visit daily. So you couldn't go three times a day and get another case, but you could go every day and get a case. But you could send your wife, your aunt, your mother-in-law. I mean, I don't. I guess. I guess I don't know why I would need that many cases of beer. But I mean, it, it, if your mother-in-law is living with you. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, um, that would. That, yeah, I would need at least a couple of cases a day. Sorry, so, 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 sorry, my mother-in-law. <laughs> Love you. You're wonderful. <laughs> um, so within the first 10 days of two-go sales, according to the article Brewbound put out, uh, Pentacolis uh, Brewing said they sold out of cans of its Velvet Hammer Imperial Red Ale. Um, while they're still focused on having keg beer out at retail bars and restaurants, uh they're super excited to see that the cans are selling well in-house. Um, there was another brewer, brewery in here. Uh, Austin Beer Works sold 230 cases off-premise consumption for off-premise consumption as of September 18th. Good Lord. So, so. for September 1st to September 18th, sold 230 cases of beer. I just I'm picturing a line outside Austin Beer Works just all around the block. Of, I mean, and the thing is, is that I, I happen to know you can get Austin Beer Works in the supermarket, but it's interesting that people are really the are willing to come into the brewery and get it direct. So, but you got to think if me and you went down to the brewery, we have a couple pints, and they go, "Oh, you want a six pack to go?" Oh yeah, sure. I don't have to stop by the grocery store on the way home now. I mean, that, I mean, I brew my own beer at home, so I'm always the I'm, I'm always the outlier who never has to who who never I don't buy a lot of beer, but. Um, but I, I, I see that. I'm like, oh yeah, take a six pack of that home. So, yep. I mean, that's, I don't know, that's... He estimated that if the current pace continues, the company will sell 350 barrels worth of to-go beer in the next year. Holy sh... So that... Jesus Christ, that's a significant increase on their system. I mean, I don't know what they're running down there, but holy sh... You're going to need another fermenter. Yeah. And, and for people who don't know... A barrel of beer is 31 gallons. So, um, it's about 14 cases of cans, mm-hmm. give or take. So, so, yeah, significant, I mean, a significant increase. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, it's, it, changing the laws is, is, is already proven that effective at just helping, helping these small breweries. 
flourish. Yeah, and it's it because uh, they're selling it at a premium. They're not having to sell it to a distributor, to who then sells it to a retailer, and it's marked up two times from when they sell it. They're selling it at that retail price and keeping all the profit in between. Exactly, and you've talked you talked when we were when we first addressed this story about how important it is uh, on in the brewery you work for to be able to sell beer to go. Uh, it's a major part of what you guys are what what you guys are doing and why you can keep the doors open. Yeah, and so, so um, I mean, common sense, uh, common sense lawmaking in Texas, and uh, you know, they're, you're you're keeping this uh, you're keeping this little uh, operate keeping the a flourishing industry even more flourishing. So that's uh, that's good news. Yeah, I was stoked seeing that, and that you know, it's been popular for everyone. I guess so. Now that we're here, here's my question for you, though. Um, we first picked it up. It was kind of a long shot. They had some. They had some pretty powerful families that owned the uh, liquor chains in the area. I think a lot of people were kind of like, "This is a long shot thing." Do you, looking back, do you think it was a long shot, or or do you, or, or was it almost inevitable? So I remember reading there was a follow up article after the episode we did. But before this, uh, when it had passed through the House but needed to go through the Senate still. I think I remember that article, yeah. And they were like, you know, it's gone a lot smoother. You know, everyone seems to be behind this. Because if I remember correctly back in the episode, there was something tied with that bill that it was in that was like the point of contention. Right. They so if I yeah I remember correctly and, and again that we I, we did a whole episode about it go listen to it if you haven't already but I yeah I, we got a crash course in Texas uh, legislation <laughs> which is at some there was a couple of points where I'm I'm go, reading through this going I don't and I don't know and then there, there's something happens and and then a bill becomes law maybe and then they go out and shoot guns in the air because that's what schoolhouse rocks yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, yeah so the the, the I mean. Any state legislation is a shit show, but Texas has done it bigger and badder, like Texas does. Um, and you're right, but there was some sort of rider attached to the bill that they had attached to the bill, and I can't remember what it was. Yeah, but it was... and that was what the point of contention was. And so I, I, w- I knew that this part wasn't seen as a big threat, but whatever was attached, or whatever bill it was attached to, was where it could get dicey. And then when I saw it pass the house or the senate i was like oh it's gonna go through it'll be fine yeah yeah. unless someone has the governor in their pocket well i mean i think they did but at some point in time even the governor of texas has to bow everyone eventually you gotta go well i guess this is how democracy actually works maybe (laughs) it's not gonna be that bad for you (laughs) i mean sparks cool your tits all right it's fine <laughs> you're still making money hand over fist and it's it's all good let 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 the breweries have this one so all right so that's a victory for uh, uh for uh craft brewing in texas so that's that's good to hear tyler you have anything else for us yes uh we forgot to bring this up last oh my god yes how did i forget uh, <laughs> last podcast uh we gotta give although we Love Brewbound as a website. It has some great stories. Helps keep us informed to then relay the information and our takes on that information to you guys. We got to give them a slight boo. Uh, So back (laughs) on August 25th, they released a press release that said, Anheuser-Busch's ZX Ventures acquires Barbarian Brewing. And 
there is a barbarian brewing here locally in the Treasure Valley, but I also knew there was one down in Peru. Um, so I was like, oh, wouldn't it be kind of funny if it was barbarian here that got bought as I'm scrolling through getting out of bed and I scroll down and I see a picture with the two barbarian 16 ounce crawlers from garden city's barbarian with AB and Bev on the picture. And I'm like, what the fuck? No way. And then I scroll a little longer and saw that it was the one from Peru, but Brewbound just used the first picture they found of barbarian brewery. They typed barbarian brewery into Google and it came up with, Idaho's own Barbarian Brewing, and then I did a quick five-minute Facebook Google search, Barbarian Peru, and found their logo, and it's nothing near the Barbarian Here's logo. So I was like, come on, guys, put a little more effort in. We reached out to the uh, to the official contacts for Barbarian Brewery here in Boise, and according to Bree, rumors of our, uh, our being bought out by AB InBev have been extremely uh, overdriven. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad they had fun with it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, come on, Brewbound. You could do better. Uh, yeah, that was... That, I, I think it gave everybody here in town just a tiny little, like, heart attack before they go, oh, wait a minute, that's just for... They just used their wrong label. <laughs> they grabbed the wrong picture and threw AB's logo in it. <laughs> Brewbound, you done fucked up. You do good work most of the time, but you done fucked up. <laughs> All right, well, this has been It's All Beer. Um, if, and, and as always, if you see uh, uh, craft beer news you want us to cover or see uh, uh, you know, Brewbound put more wrong pictures on their website. Um, or want to send us beer. Or want to send us beer, yeah. Tyler's friend. Give us some beer, beer from wherever that city Red was. Deer. Red Deer. Beer, beer from Red Deer. Please. Um, <laughs> uh if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can do so at itsallbeer at gmail.com. Uh, we love those new suggestions. You can also follow us on Twitter or Facebook at It's All Beer. Um, I occasionally do post pictures on there. I try to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and as always, uh, if you're liking what we're doing, uh, please give us a rating on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you're getting that. Um, it lets us know that uh, we're not completely screwing the pooch. It uh, increases our uh, visibility on the podcast sites. And you know what? It makes Tyler so happy he even like will stop watching football and drinking beer to come to my house and record this thing. So And UCF, you overrated. <laughs> and so that'll do it for us. I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman. Go drink beer. Have fun. Have fun.